Hi everyone and welcome to a snippet with Sands. Today we're going to talk very briefly about integrating. When we think about integrating, of course, the first thing that probably comes to your mind is combining. And that's exactly what it means when we say that we're going to integrate in our curriculums. We simply want to combine our content areas so that our students no longer look at ELA, math, science, and social studies as individual subjects that never um, cross paths. I am a teacher of ELA and social studies, and when I think about my classroom prior to becoming a, a solely an ELA and social studies teacher, integration was automatic regardless of what we were working on in math. If we had a word, a word problem, we were focusing on context clues. We were making sure we understood what the question was asking us. We were pulling out those um, key vocabulary terms in our word problem. We were talking about vocabulary, making sure that we understood what the words meant. What is a synonym for this word? What is an antonym with this word? This is um, fraction. A fraction is this, a fraction is not this. So just making sure that the students understood what the word meant so that they would know how to move forward. When we think about science and social studies, I think that those are um, a lot more convenient for people when it comes to integrating because there is more reading that happens more, um, and I guess more um, analyzing of passages in those content areas. However, when we talk about integrating, it's not only reading a passage, it's reading that passage and then what comes next. Are you having the kids participate in STEAM opportunities? Are you allowing them to write about what they've read? Are you encouraging them to determine the main idea, use what they've learned about context clues? Are you having them read various accounts of historical um, events and then having them determine the different the various points of view and then looking at how your the the point of view and the perspective determines how the events are being described it's important for us to make sure that we are integrating so that our students understand that the concepts are not confined to each individual classroom the concepts, the skills should move with them throughout their day so that they are better understanding what they're working on in all of the other content areas. When we think about um, being effective teachers, I'm not exactly sure that that is possible unless we integrate and unless we begin to encourage students to think about what they're reading, no matter the content area, analyzing what they're reading, making connections to what they're reading, and then in most instances, either writing about what they're reading or at least in math, being able to um, use their words to describe what they did and why. This is, this is what Doug Fisher has to say about effective teaching with literacy in social studies. There are some tips to integrate literacy into the social studies classroom. We think about teacher modeling, that's an obvious place. Students should hear their teachers read text out loud and think aloud using primary source documents and visual information. That's a pretty obvious one. Sometimes we don't think about, though, the role of small group reading instruction, including 
sources from history. When we meet with students to develop their reading and their thinking habits, we can use documents from history, we can use sources from history, we can use small books uh, for guided reading instructions that develop students' knowledge of history that might occur later in the school day. And as I'm thinking about that, if I'm meeting with four or five kids and I'm using a piece of informational text, that text should be helping them with their science and social studies knowledge. It should build background, it should build experiences, it should build vocabulary for them. So a good practice in literacy is to make sure we also include small group instruction in our history classrooms so that we're leveling the kinds of experiences students have. So they're reading things that are stretching them with good prompting and cueing not just on the history, but also on their literacy processes. When we think about integrating and being effective teachers and teaching literacy and teaching literacy in social studies and in science, a lot of times I think that we forget that small group instruction is vital when it comes to being effective and for getting those students to that next level. Not all students are going to be on the whole group level, but they still have to um, be exposed to that grade level content. Some students will be prepared for things beyond that grade level content. So that's when you use your small group time for you to do that, for you to scaffold when necessary, for you to stretch when necessary. It's important for us to remember that in order for our kids to make adequate gains, for them to become stronger and more successful readers and students across curriculum, we've got to begin meeting our students where they are but not staying there. In order for us to have students that are going to be successful independently, we've got to give them the tools they need when we're working with them in small group, when we're working with them whole group so that they can transfer what they have done with us to those independent assignments. A lot of times my colleagues will say, well, my kids did great with me, or I mean, I just don't understand. I had no idea that they weren't going to do well and that there's a, a misconception that just because they can do it with you, that means they can do it independently. That is not automatic for them. You've got to give them opportunities for them to do it independently and for you to see the mistakes they're making so that you can address it. If you just teach a lesson and you say, all right, guys, does everybody understand? Of course, they're going to shake their head and nod yes. How many times have, have you been in a faculty meeting and your administrator asks the question and you look around and everybody else is nodding and of course you nod too. You have no idea where he or she has said. You're thinking about everything you've got to do when you get home. Our students do the same exact thing. So it's important that they are not just those those um, those yes sayers and, and those yes head nodders because that's what they see everybody else doing. It's important that they can say yes and that they can be confident in their saying yes because they have received what they needed in whole group in small group, they've had time to practice independently. They've practiced with you. And then, and only then, will they be successful independently at their level and some even, even higher than that.